Life Audio. Speaking of being alone, this is our guest today is Zach Fowler. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Yes, sir. We are back. We are back. Life After Addiction. And as you could tell, we just have the one camera angle. So what does that mean? You know, that means we have a guest. We do have a guest. But before we get to him, Ryan, I just wanted to ask you, man. I know we just came through the, the Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Is there ever any times that you just feel alone? <laughs> Why, yes. <laughs> you do? Yes, well, speaking of being alone, this is our guest today is Zach Fowler. He likes just to go by Fowler or whatever you want to call him. Uh, he is the winner of season three alone. It was history wow. then. It's, I guess it's Netflix now. Uh, and he held the record for many seasons. Uh, and that, just the premise, if you don't know, alone is a TV show, probably the realest TV show that there is. They don't have camera crews or anything like that, um, but they get 10 items to pick. That's gnarly, dude. And then they just go to the craziest places, and they just have to survive. Yeah. Uh, and so I think one of the first seasons that I watched of Alone was when, when Zach won it. And so, man, it is an honor to have you on the show, Zach. Thank you so much. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Doing yeah. good. Yeah, and so you just, man, you're you're really a blessing to our ministry, um, to S2L. You just had us um, record some things to kind of get the message out there to promote S2L on your channel, and that is a that is a big deal. And so I want to thank you first of all. Uh, really appreciate that. That any anybody that can be um, just kind of a beacon, a, a, a use their platform to get this message of freedom out, man. We are humbled by that. Amen. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask you, we're kind of joking about alone, but, um, the reason that I was really, uh, I reached out to you, uh, and, you know, I, I reached out to people that, uh, I think are, are like-minded and, and man, by God's mercy and grace, you responded. But the reason I reached out, man, and I want to just encourage you listeners of our channel, you need to go Fowler's Makery and Mischief is the name of his YouTube channel. And, and the reason that I did that is because, one, I'm, I like that kind of stuff, survival, catching cooks, those kind of things. But two, I noticed in all of your videos, man, you, you gave thanks to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Mm. And that just, I was like, okay, this guy, this guy's like-minded. He's a believer. And so I want to thank you for doing that, encourage you to keep doing that. Um, I don't know if you get pushback, probably not, but man, that drew me to you. And so that being said, I wanted to ask you about your faith um, and how that got you through 87 days in Patagonia. What was the lowest temperature while you were there? Uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't able to. It was below freezing. So it was like the first month was wet and rainy and cold. The second month, it was like it would freeze like all night long and, and then like melt off a bit during the day or freezing temperatures where the ground was crispy you know all day but it never got enough that the lake froze over hmm. so it was just warm enough or windy enough that the water couldn't freeze but your fingers sure good like it was it was bitter yeah yeah, yeah. so what role i mean we kind of talked earlier on on the other other recording but i mean there's 87 days by yourself i mean that that alone 
Well, that's a punishment. I mean, that's 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 what the jails and institutions and things like that. You go into um, what is it called? Isolation or yeah. uh, solitary confinement, and it's a, meant to be a punishment. And I think even now they're trying to move away from that punishment because of the mental toll that it takes on someone. And so, not only that, but you're recording it, and, and the world's going to see it. Mm-hmm. What role did your faith play, man, while you were out there just surviving? And, and any cool stories you want to tell, feel free. Well, initially it wasn't uh, much faith. It was just like, I'm going out here to do this, to win the money for my family. And, you know, we lived in the yurt in the woods. It was, you know, we, we needed an upgrade. We were, it was a difficult life, you know, dragging everything out there into the woods and living. And, um, you know, so it was, I was in it to do better than everybody else because I was a good good old couch critic i always thought i could do better than you know all those other shows whenever i watched naked and afraid or one of those things i was like oh i could do better and then finally uh, you know uh everybody was like i dare you you know and so i signed up and ended up on the show and when i first got there it was just you know i I was just focused on me and what i had to do and all that i was going to do and and just doing the next thing And, and like my um, being raised in a Christian home, I knew about God, and I had been kind of years since I had gone to church for a while, and and like it was just me and my life and what I needed to do, you know. And I got out there, and then I, I you know, I started getting a bit hungry, you know. And of course, yeah. anybody who's hungry, you, you, I feel like you're more apt to cry out to God. And so initially, it was just like, "Oh Lord, give me a fish, give me." I'm so hungry. It was more of a begging, mm-hmm. you know. Like, God, give me the next fish. Help me to get this fire going. Help me to this. And, you know, and as time went on, it became a bit more. And that first 12 days, there was like no light whatsoever. I was on the dark side of the moon where they had stuck me. Mm. And I was in the darkness. And it was it was so sad. And I was sick from my body, cleansing from, you know, and I wasn't even that super unhealthy. But I loved to have my coffee and a Danish every morning from the store. And so, like my body cleansed and then that sunshine came through the trees on day 13 and my body it was healed and uh like i felt wow. like you know i went up onto that hillside and found this one ray of sunshine that came through in this one spot and i just stood in and i just thanked the lord and i praised god and like things just like my heart broke and it changed and it was like and and then instead of just begging for things i just started kind of like worshiping god and just seeking you know, uh, every day to, you know, just to, you know, enjoy what, you know, he'd given me by putting me out there and, uh, things changed for me and changed in my heart. And then I said, you know, I don't really want to come home. And, you know, the short story is I didn't, I was like, I don't really want to come home, Lord, and start going to church again and all that stuff. But like, I want more of you and I want more than just this, uh, life that I had been living. Hmm. And, um, and, and it, you know, it didn't happen all at once, but it happened more and more there that um, I found a new walk with God and I came home and, you know, forgot about it for a little bit and was overwhelmed with the whole, like, you want half a million dollars and like, you know, yeah. and, you know, and like then, or, you know, it's like, it, you know, um, and then it like God kind of brought it back to me and he started like making opportunities, you know, because I said, Lord, I don't know where I can go from here. I don't know how to. And he and I said, but I want it. And I'm willing, if you're willing to, to show me, you know, and he opened the doors to being invited to a new church and, and yeah. to spending time with uh, new Christian friends and to leaving some of those old world behind that was, you know, causing me to, 
you know, uh, smoke weed and, and to be useless, basically, just barely, you know, I mean, I was, I wasn't completely useless. I, I took care of my family and things like that. But at the same time, like, I wasn't going any further with my life. I wasn't like, you know, achieving any great heights. I lived in a yurt in the woods that was, you know, with a camper attached to it for our kitchen because of that very fact that I only ever got done, you know, just a bit. Like I never, I never achieved anything more, you know, I was stuck mm. in a rut of, of, uh, being lazy, you know, I, I struggled with laziness, you know, and like I, I had to do a lot of work to live out in the woods and that was part of what gave me the ability to win alone and stuff. But the, the laziness, you know, meant what was like before the show, it was all head knowledge that I had read about in books because, and, and like a little bit of experimenting with the outdoors and the outdoor lore and things like that. And, and I was strong because I had to drag my food and propane and all that stuff almost a mile out into the woods to my home, you know, where I live. But I didn't have a driveway. I didn't have a proper bathroom. It was like I, I, I was like, you know, the things that made me tough were was only because of my own foolishness, not because of uh, any great um, aspirations of, of a high, high quality living, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, and then, you know, being out there you know, it changed my life. And, and I, you know, surrendered a lot of things. When I came home, God, you know, put opportunity, he answered that prayer. You know, I didn't have to go yeah, and man. fix everything and make some sort of a, you know, a magical change in my life. I didn't, I was just, I just said that I would be available. And if you would do the work and he did, he, he put opportunities in front of me and, and brought me free completely of, um, that lifestyle, that um, behaviors, and the rut that uh, of uh, you know just uh, the laziness that came along with the whole you know addiction to marijuana and things like that. Yeah, that's crazy because the last word that I would ever use about you is lazy. Now, yeah, and so I mean, I I think it's really interesting. There's a few things I want to talk about. We got to take a quick break, and I know Ryan Chitty wants to get in here, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just you're like I said, the last thing word I'd use is lazy because one of the, I really enjoy the content that you're putting out. Again, it's Fowler's Makery and Mischief. You guys check it out, uh, especially just you know not everyone has the opportunity to, um, or I guess not everyone grew up in a way that uh, they were outdoors a lot and they got to spend a lot of time doing the things that you're doing. But I believe there's it's interesting to a lot of people and YouTube now is an amazing tool to kind of train. I mean, you want to change something, the brakes in your car, you can watch a YouTube video and, and, you know, step by step and pause it. And I think what you're doing is uh, cool for all sorts of people. Some of the people that do it for a living and people that just wish they could do it. I mean, he does catch and cooks where he'll catch fish probably in a unique way, but then he'll clean them and cook them. And now you're kind of, well, not just fish, but all animals, porcupines, uh, <laughs> everything but and now you're you're even it seems like you're you're starting to to garden and and come up with recipes and it's just amazing like you said um what opportunities have opened up you have um products now you you've got the wadobo that you're partnering with you got the hot sauce which is really good and on this show hot sauce is something we, we do a lot of challenges that involve hot things and so um it's really cool the way that you've been able to to take the the opportunity that you are given on a loan and really branch that into something pretty amazing. And so um, I want to talk about that more. I know Ryan wants to say some things, but let's take a quick word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. 
Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And we're back. We're back. So, uh, again, um, I don't know, man. It's an honor that you're on. Again, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, I love the content. Even your content is just getting more creative more creative and uh, a newly married man, uh, what, in the last month, month and a half? Uh, just a month, yeah. Just, just a barely. month, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, man, I'm, I appreciate your time. We're going to respect that. But, Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, and you kind of touched on it earlier in something that you said. Um, you know, in times of desperation in our lives, it begins us, it, it pushes us to seek the things of God and to be open to the things of God. And kind of like you were saying, when you were cold you would ask God for warmth when you were hungry you would ask God for a fish uh describe that how that experience in Patagonia really helped you overcome that addiction to marijuana because there's many people uh who like you said that they smoke marijuana but they don't see it as an issue um and on one end how you were saying you were lazy but in other eyes in other people's eyes they would they would beg to differ but you know yourself better than anyone you know that there would be certain days that man it does cause me to be lethargic it does cause me to be lazy. It does hinder and stunt my growth in going forward. So how did your experience in Patagonia kind of help um, help you through that threshold of just letting it go and surrendering it essentially to God? Yeah, it was uh, fortunate enough not everybody can go out there and just uh, like find themselves having to be free of all that, right? Like I didn't have yeah. a choice. If I wanted to go on the show, you know. It, it, and, they wouldn't uh, allow that as one of your ten items? Yeah, no, that wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so it was yeah it was like i was able to feel the fog lift from my mind mm. and mm. and like the clarity that came and the ability to recall and use my mind in, in ways that are you know so strong and like just to be able to i mean i remember um like just being able to remember you know books that i had read and i i was struggling with um, keeping my fire going and, and being good at the fire starter, you know, method. And it was so damp there and everything. And I was able to recall the books on, on like how to bank your fire. And I put it to sleep and let it smolder. And, 
So I kept it going for 50 days at one point by I'd put it to sleep when I go to bed and I wake it up in the morning and the hot coals would spring to life. And I put a log on the wow. fire and uh, like for three times a day, I would put it to sleep and wake it up for 50 days and it never went out and I never had to restart it with anything but like blow on it with my fire tube. And, you know, and I felt like, you know, like uh, that clarity was like, was like, wow, I want this. I want this in my mm. life. I want to be clearer. I'm, you know, I, I was able to look back and be like, man, I remember so many times I felt like I dragged out of bed and it, you know, and it was slowing me down and I could see how much I had achieved in there, you know, from nothing, you know, and, and I said, God, I just, I don't want to, I want to be done with this and stuff. And, uh, and it was like, and I just, you know, it was, it was gone, the, the craving for it. And the thing is too, is I went back and, um, when I got back, it wasn't, it was gone. The craving was gone and all of that. And I wanted to be close to, you know, um, my friends and, uh, you know, and, and things I, I tried to go and even have do it again and, and, and smoke and, and like it, it wasn't any hmm. good. It was like, God made it like completely anathema, like made it completely, uh, unpalatable wow. to me. Like it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it, I, I couldn't be back into it. I couldn't enjoy That's it. Really I cool. didn't want it. I felt uncomfortable. And I, and, and I was like that, no, like this, the next day I was like, that was a mistake, you know? And, you know, I, I prayed about it and repented and like, and just went on and, and the craving that it was there every single day, you know? And for me, it wasn't always like all the time. It was like every night I had to, you know, I'd, 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 or I'd, I'd do it. And then I'd be lazy for the rest of the day, you know? And, and it was like, and I'd stay up way too late and I'd be way too tired the next day. And I feel kind of like a bit of a hangover yeah. from it. And mentally I was foggy and I couldn't think about things. And that time out there, I said, this isn't, this isn't how I want to mm -hmm. be anymore. I want to be clear minded and energized and get up and be jazzed about the day and, and, and have the right mindset and not be, you know, and I could feel how twisted my mind had been about everything and how, how often that like the smoking would, would, uh, you know, bring in indignation for my behavior, which, you know, people were annoyed with my behavior about my consistency or showing up for the job or, or putting in enough time and things like that. And I, you know, and I like, I was, I'd, I'd smoke and I'd feel like, Oh, they're bonehead. They don't know what they're talking about. And, and, and like all that just was just once I was out there and it was going away. And then, and I just, you know, just said, Lord, please don't, don't let, you know, take this away mm. from me and remove this. And, uh, and it was gone. Yeah. What interesting thing that as he so talks awesome, about, that's it, amazing. Mm. I mean, it, I think you're speaking to a lot of people, but one of the interesting things to kind of bring it to a biblical thing and, and this, I like how he compared, I mean, he didn't compare, he just told, but the first 12 days were darkness and then light came and it was a whole new game. But, um, fasting, like we're biblically when, whenever there's, uh, we're called to fast at times, right? And normally those times are for, I, I encourage men and women to fast whenever there's a big decision, a life decision that's going to be made or um, just to, for multiple reasons. But it's interesting. You talked about a clarity, you know, after the, the food's gone away, all of a sudden the body. And so obviously God created us and it's dictated in the Bible, for, you know, a couple thousand years, years ago, they knew this science. But when there's when there's the body's deprived of food for a certain amount of time, there's almost a laser focusedness that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, probably, 
probably designed because now I got to get laser focused to catch this food or to, you know, contemplate this. And so it's very clear minded, clear thinking. And so the answer is you're, you're hearing, uh, from God in a way you're reading a scripture in a way your prayer life's different. Uh, so it's almost, it's almost interesting that you are in a fast moment and you have this clarity. And so obviously, you know, we're, we're check with your doctors if you're able to fast from food or, or not, but uh, even if you're not able to fast from food medically, really encourage you to fast uh, from digital things, from social media, from TV, from your phone, because there's that need of being deprived of something that draws you to God to make these uh, moments of clarity for you. Um, really think that that's important. Yeah. Uh, I'll have kind of a random question, uh, and then we'll take a break, but if, well, two questions. Man, how can people find season three? Is, um, it, can, is, it, is there a play that you're going to make to try to get it from them or the rights from them? Because I don't know where to find it. I've looked. Oh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. And it's also on Hulu. Is um, it? Season three is on Hulu? Yep. Yeah. Okay. But I think all okay. the seasons are on Hulu. Maybe not the, the latest. They put one of them on Netflix. Yeah, season eight, you I think, is on Netflix. Which is like, which is a bummer. I wanted my season to be on Netflix because that's like my cover of the Rolling Stones there. Is I, I, <laughs> I wanted to be on Netflix. I had some talks with them at one point, too, about like trying to like pitch them a show, and it's like very hard to get in the door. It, I was like, oh, yeah. that's Yeah, yeah we've, we've talked a little bit with the documentary. We, there's a little bit of back and forth with Netflix about it, but it's, it's only a 40-minute documentary, so it was a little too short for them. But, yeah. um, so, question, if they revamped it and they pulled back – I don't know, 10 season winners, but they only allowed you to bring five items. That was my suggestion, actually. They said, what, was if, it? You know, what about a, a winners against winners? You know, And I said, I said, there should be something more to it. Either it has to be like a million dollars or you only get five items or there's no prize money. And, there, and the other mm-hmm. people were like, what? No prize money? I'm like, yeah. That went, so it's, it's all about just like being there and, and who's the toughest, you know? Let me let me try to guess your five. So I think you do okay. the shovel, the sharp shovel. Yeah. I think you do the sling, obviously. Uh flint or the fire starter. Yeah. Um sleeping bag maybe? Oh yeah. See, yeah, five, see you have to take it's hard things, because you have to take certain things. God, you know? five cuts it down. Yeah. Like in, in a way like I I it would have to be the I think it would have to be the shovel. Yeah. Um probably the multi tool. Yeah. The fire starter. Sling. Uh, pot with the pan lid and the sleeping bag. But then that leaves out the uh, the, the, the number slingshot. six, the most important. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the Well, maybe not the fire starter, depending on the location. Because you need that's the fi- fishing line and hooks. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the saw. And, I yep. mean, you, you without your sling, I thought your sling was, I mean, even the elastic bands helped out. I and don't know. It did a pretty... little bit, but more of an entertainment value. But that was only because of the location. Like, if I was oh, yeah, in South Africa days, with, yeah. like, uh, a ton of pigeons and things like that, and everybody else is shooting arrows at them and losing arrows, and I'm whacking them every day with the, you know, with the slingshot. But then again, it's like uh, my traps are, are probably more efficient anyways. Oh, yeah. As much as I love my slingshot. It was probably the most frivolous item I had with me, but only because it turned out to be that all those animals that we saw when we first arrived in Patagonia, like birds the size of chickens and the tens of thousands, none of those were up in the glacier area where they stuck us in this glacial lake, you know? Uh-huh. And so it was only trout. There wasn't any tracks from rabbits. They told us not to eat mice, but there wasn't any mice. And there, was, there was nothing, you know? Huh. There was boar that came through once or twice the area, 
and uh and and it was like that was it and they disappear they all left those mountains during the winter time and they all go to the valleys where it's warmer and and there's still green stuff to nibble on because it's a temperate rainforest and there's more down there in the valley all right let's take one more break and then we'll come back and we'll close it out with just a couple more questions but we'll be back after a quick word from our sponsors Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. All right, we're back. We're back. Um, okay, so let me ask you this. This is kind of one of my last things, but and I guess you you maybe somewhat have it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the back end of it. But have you ever thought about doing like an intern program, where someone comes up, they don't get paid, but they they work, they help, uh, not on the editing side, but like help set up the things. But they get to come on these adventures with you for a season or for thirty days or something like that. Um, I, well, I got a couple of buddies and stuff that do the adventures and I had yeah. thought about it. I had a, a young man that was working with me and, uh, he's moved on to other things. Um, mainly because of a struggling with some of the very things we're talking about, but mm. you know, uh, it's too bad. And so, you know, he, he's, um, uh, he's moved on to other things and uh, it makes it hard you know, to, you know, it's a, it's a lot, you invest a lot into people and, and, and stuff and and it it breaks your heart to see them, um, not, not making it, you know, and things. Um, yeah, man, if anything we could do to help, I mean, if you want privately, we have, you know, want me to reach out or if we can help in any way, we'd love to, we'd love to do that. Well, the olive branch is there. And, and so, you know, we know, that uh you know i'm just keep praying for him and see what happens and uh you know ultimately you know we need to choose but uh when we choose that uh we can choose god and he can do the work yeah amen amen but yeah i think like an internship where you got paid you know paying (laughs) you for whatever reason to come out and just learn these things because i'm telling you man even even people in the the south that you know are, are considered outdoorsmen a lot of times or hillbillies or rednecks or whatever man it's just today's a a video game world yeah Um, and you know a generation of of fathers did not train their sons um it seems and so i think there would be uh i I love watching i mean my dad was great and he still is great and i learned certain things but i mean you're doing things that's like if if you want a video a youtube channel to go watch to to learn how to do these things yeah. fowler's making your mischief definitely it yeah manly things that most men don't know how to do that's or right. should know how to do yeah that's i awesome. got i got one last question for you how does how has knowing jesus made you a better father and husband yeah when you think about that how, how has that made you a better father and a better husband oh it's easy like it's <laughs> uh it's just given me the the love that uh comes from the father to to give that mm as a father to my kids, you know, and maybe that's why I don't, uh, have any, uh, inkling to chase after, uh, acquiring an intern right now. Cause I got three, uh, <laughs> little interns that, uh, yeah. that need their dad to teach them is, you know, despite the fact that they only want to play Minecraft 
and then three, <laughs> three little ladies that uh, want to do um, you know, other anything but uh, go outdoors sometimes. But uh, got to drag them out, and when they get out there, they they love it because it's like you can't you can't not have fun in the outdoors. Uh, of course, I always want to do it a lot longer than they want to, and it's not a good adventure. I always say if it doesn't end in tears. <laughs> yeah, they weren't big fans of that porcupine. That were they? No, no. But it, you know what? I, I turned the camera off and I put the camera aside, and Abby wolfed down the whole thing and finished it. So <laughs> oh, like, wow. it's like, oh, I really? think they just, they they're bigger fans of the drama. They want to yeah. be yeah. they want to be on there yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. "Ew, this is gross," and and things <laughs> yeah. like that. But then even Sparrow picked away at it, and she ended up eating like half of the rice with porcupine still in it, and like. <laughs> and was like i'm just mostly for i'm like you just ate like half of the porcupine that you had like and she's like well it's not that bad i'm like why could you say that on camera but, so yeah. they, they love the drama That's and man i would definitely want to take you up on the offer uh if you're ever in town to come and do um some kind of class fire starting class something like that, that i think that would be very uh, healing, very cool, very, I would masculine. I think it would be awesome. So that'd be a blast. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think, I think masculinity is definitely under attack or being a man and being okay with that and being proud of it. Not, not toxic masculinity, but just all forms of masculinity, I think is, 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 and we're going off a rabbit trail. You might not want to, but I think, I think it's good to allow men to walk into that instinctive, thing and it's healing and it's it's so cool so man very thankful you've been on the show uh thank you for the work you're doing on your channel and and even shouting this message of freedom in christ um that's all i got that's it man thank you for joining us we really appreciate it praise god for your story and just how you give him glory and all that you do it's uh it's not it's not unnoticed it goes you know it's it's appreciated you're welcome thanks for having me you're welcome and that's life after addiction You better believe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L, dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, L, recovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. God kept calling my heart like I just knew He was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome, more than like, Wow, Jesus is really interesting, and he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.